0: Ken Van Gumpel and I, some of you may know Ken Van Gumpel, we took 12 teenagers to Colorado on a church trip called Dry Bones. We got to Colorado and we went up to, to the mountains. And the point of this first three days of this mission trip was to get in the mountains, to disconnect from society, to be present, and to take in God's creation. I mean, we were in a beautiful location surrounded by glorious mountains. So, of course, the first thing I do when we get there is I take everybody's cell phone. Yeah, I'm that guy. They're teenagers. I take their cell phone. If we're going to disconnect from society, then I think we should probably take their cell phones away. So they're upset with me with that. I take their cell phones. But the whole point is to be present in the moment, to take in the mountains, the creation, and to be with one another, grow as a group in the mountains, okay? What surprised, it didn't, it didn't surprise me. What saddened me is I had some students who were suffering from anxiety because I took their phone away from them. I mean, legit, they were freaking out that they didn't have their phone on them. And I stuck to my guns. I'm like, well, it's just going to be for a while, a day or so. Just be present. Enjoy what's happening right here and now. See, the kids had no idea what the schedule was. They had no idea what time it was. They had no idea when we were going to go do something and when we were going to stop doing something. They were really just supposed to be there and go along with the planned activities. And they were freaking out. You would be shocked at how many times they'd come up to me, Garrett, when do we get our phones back? What are we doing next? What time is it? Like, I don't know. I'm along for the ride too. The Dry Bones team, they're the ones leading this. I'm, I don't know. And they were panicking. Not everybody, but a lot of them were freaking out. We did this exercise when we were in the mountains and it was called sit spot. And what they said is, is go out, separate, don't be near anybody and find a spot and sit there, sit spot, real simple. We had no idea how long that exercise was going to last. And what we were supposed to do is just be present in the moment, look at the mountains, be within our thoughts, and just be. And the kids are like, this is the worst mission trip I've ever been on. I don't have my cell phone, and I have to sit here and do nothing. And it was hard for them. So we spend three days in the mountains, we're doing those exercises, they take us into downtown Denver, and we're supposed to meet up with young adults and teenagers who are unhoused, who are homeless, and we're supposed to spend time with them and and show Christ and be generous to them and love on them. Well, they take us, it's about 10 o'clock at night, and they take us to, I don't know if you know Denver or not, but Colfax Avenue runs huge length through Denver, and where we're at we're near Colfax by downtown area, and it's sketchy. It it's the, you know, it it looks scary. I pull up to we pull up to this church, and I'm looking at him like there's dead people in that church, there's ghosts in that church, there's bars in in cages around the windows. We get out of the van, and the the sponsor says. Whatever you do, do not leave anything inside this van. Take everything inside. Do not go anywhere at night. We're going to lock the doors behind you. Don't leave this place. Don't go anywhere alone. Guys, I have kids from York, Nebraska with me. And that's that's the instructions we're getting in downtown Denver. All their eyes are wide, and we're all kind of panicked. Nothing happens. We sleep. We get up. They wake us up real early and they say, "Guess what? You're going outside. You're going to go do your sit spot exercise." And we're like, "Well, we're we're not in the mountains so that, you know, it's not going to be that great to sit and enjoy God's creation and be present in downtown Denver where we told uh, don't go anywhere alone." So, the kids are heading out the church door first, and I'm in the back and I'm I'm wondering like, "What's taking so long?" It's they're like kind of like slowly shuffling out the door. And finally they get through and I get to the door and I look and I notice there's three unhoused individuals on the steps of the church. Now these steps go all the way the length of the church almost and we have some three unhoused we have three unhoused individuals over here on the steps. So as you can imagine the teenage kids they're going as far left from those folks as possible because we're in a sketchy what looks to be a sketchy area. There's folks over there that, you know, they could be dangerous. I finally notice what's going on, and I'm, I'm the dad, I'm going into dad mode, I'm going into leader mode, and I'm like, well, I need to position myself in between those folks and my kids. So I, of course, take this seat on the steps. So my kids are over here, I got unhoused ind- individuals over here, and I'm, I'm, I'm ready to do something if something happens, okay? We're sitting there, and it's the least joyful sit spot experience you can imagine. There's horns honking everywhere. There's dogs barking. There's people zooming by on scooters. And you're, you're like, you're, your mind is everywhere. You're trying to see what's happening. What happens is, is right, really right when we get out there, three other individuals who look dangerous, they're walking by, and I have a teenage girl who's right here, and they walk right next to her, and it. They didn't do anything. They didn't touch her. But there was a ton of space where they could have kind of just sidestepped just to create a little space, and they didn't. So I'm already on edge. I got three individuals over here with three what seemed to be threatening people who walked right by one of my teenage girls who didn't move. They could have. What's happening? Why are we out here? I don't like this feeling. I don't want to be in the front of this church. Let's get out of this situation. But I'm, I'm following along with the program. I'm trying to see what's going on. So we're sitting there, and all of a sudden, this gentleman comes barreling up the, the side, kind of over by these folks, and he's swearing. He's like, that church better be unlocked. He's swearing. I'm like, oh, my goodness. This guy's trying to get into the church where we're, we're staying. And he's, profanity's everywhere, and he's going to unlock the door. And we're like, please be locked. Please be locked. He tries to open the door it's locked he continues to swear and he leaves and i'm like okay he's gone settle down we're we're fine my kids are fine he left so that happened we're sitting there and all of a sudden we hear this groaning and shuffling and it sounds really close and i'm sitting over here the kids are over there and i look over and they're like we look back and there was a gentleman who had been sleeping, another unhoused gentleman who was behind us the entire time that nobody even knew he was there. And we're like, oh, okay, we didn't, you know. So now we're, sur- you know, we're surrounded by these guys, this gentleman, and we're supposed to be enjoying the creation and being present in the moment. And I don't feel so good about this situation. So I'm trying to keep my eye on everything and be protective. And all of a sudden, this car pulls up across the street. And they, they park in the parking lot across the street. And we're all looking because your eyes are just ch- catching what's the next thing happening in this area. There's two individuals in this car. And I kid you not, they get out of the car and they are fully dressed clowns. Fully dressed clowns. It's Friday morning at 7.30 a.m. Where are two fully dressed clowns going? What is happening? Am I, I'm thinking, am I in a horror movie right now? What is happening? So, you know, it is what it is. We watch them kind of trail off into nowhere. And Ken Van Gumpel comes. My watch is freaking out, sorry. Ken Van Gumpel walks by me and he comes over and he walks around these three individuals and he stands about two feet from them. So it's Ken, the three folks, me, the students. And I'm like, good job, Ken, good job. We're on the same page, we got them surrounded, you know what we're doing here, thank you. And then something happens that I, I will never be the same and and I'll never forget. Ken looks down at them and he says two simple words. He looks at them and he says, Good morning. And they look up at him and they're like, Looking at him, surprised. I look over, I'm like, Good morning. I, I thought we were on the same page, Ken, what you, good morning? And they look back at him and they say, good morning. And for the next 10 to 15 minutes, Ken is listening to their story. We, he met a gentleman who was 30 years old who said, I have a sister in Texas. I know that if I call her, she would help me get out of this situation but I'm ashamed and I I don't wanna burden her. And Ken says, I think you should call her. Give her a call, see what happens. And they they proceed to talk for 10 to 15 minutes and just, it opened the door. And in that moment, I looked at Ken and I saw Jesus. I said, that's Jesus right there. That's what he would have done. And over here, I'm, I'm thinking that they're dangerous and I'm trying to protect everybody. And all he did was say, good morning and the door's opened and I felt ashamed well that's not the end of the story another guy comes rolling up on a bike and he rides right by a kin and he stops in front of the three individuals and he gets off his bike and he's he's messing with a bag and he pulls out a bag and he's got two McDonald's sandwiches and he hands them to the to the Three people and they're they're splitting breakfast. They got two sandwiches. They're going to split breakfast. He's got an orange juice, and then he pulls out some band-aids. The lady has some scrapes and bruises, and it, it looks like he hands her a band-aid. And in that moment, I realize that that's that's a team. Like I'm an athletic director. I oversee teams. You know, you got, you got your baseball teams, your basketball, all your teams that are trying to win games, win championships. These folks, they're playing the game of life. It's about survival for them. They got a team who's in charge of watching all their belongings. They had a cart, they had bags. Three of them were, were charged with watching their stuff while the runner goes out and gets breakfast and bandages to help feed them, and care for the woman. You see, I'm sick and tired of society saying, do you, do you, get yours. It's all about you. That's bogus. It's a lie. If you ever plan on being in a relationship that mentality will destroy your relationship. If you ever plan on getting married, the do you get yours will destroy your marriage. If you're on a basketball team, any sports team, if the mentality is to get yours and do you, you're not being the best teammate you can be. If you ever wanna work for anybody ever, anywhere, you can't have that mentality, it won't work. We are meant to be in community We are meant to lift each other up, to support each other, to build each other up, to to work through problems together, to grow. And I caught that by four people in downtown Denver, they had it figured out. They figured out to survive, they needed to do it together. Yet society is saying, do you and get yours, whatever. That's, That's bogus. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. There's a couple other things I want to leave you with. Something that, and I've I've already mentioned it. The other thing that I do from now since that moment that day. Is from now on when I see somebody needing something, I'll if I have the time, I'll pull over and, and I'm willing to give you know give some money or a gift card or whatever. But the The more important thing that I do is I say, hey, what's your name? Because these are people. Those, Those folks, they were doing nothing but minding their own business and trying to survive. And I automatically wrote them off as dangerous. They're people. So now I wanna give, I wanna help, and I wanna support, but I wanna say, hey, what's your name? And they'll say, Tim. And I say, it's nice to meet you, Tim. Here you go, have a great day. There's this saying that says, I'm not impressed by your money, by your status, by your job, by your clothes. That doesn't impress me. I'm impressed by the way you treat other people. I wanna leave you with that. Lastly, I wanna leave you with this. The school years are crazy busy and hectic. And I'm gonna challenge you to take some time for yourself away from your cell phone, to slow down, to be present in the moment, take in a sunset, take in a sunrise, go on a run, take in the surroundings on your run, what's happening, what's going on, be present. You see, what's crazy is our phones capture almost everything that happens in the world. We're seeing more than we've ever seen based on our phones but the reality is is we're missing every more things that's around us that's happening currently we're not present here and that concerns me because what if what are you missing we have a lot of chapel talks what if you're zoned out you're on your phone and you're not catching that one thing you maybe needed to hear that you'd be like holy cow i get it i understand now Had I not been present, had I not gone on that mission trip, I learned two very valuable lessons that day. And it was just from watching and observing and noticing. And I've never been the same since. So I'm going to challenge you. Be in community. Forget the idea of do you and get yours. It's a lie. It's a joke. It'll destroy relationships. Treat people kindly and take a break from your phones, be present, and enjoy God's creation. Thank you.